Welcome to another Alia Graphic Creator Chat. I'm Jurgi Urrutia from Kingston Libraries in Victoria, speaking from Bunurong land of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded, and we definitely need a treaty. Long overdue. Now, many young people keep diaries. It helps them keep track of all the changes happening around and within ourselves. I wrote a lot of, I wrote a lot in my teenage years a lot of poems and short stories, but I was a very inconsistent diary writer, I have to say. Anyway, her graphic novel, Big Apple Diaries, has recently been published. And today we're talking to Alisa Bermudez. How are you going? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, so wh wh where are you talking from? I'm talking to you from Nipaluna um, in Hobart and in a little pod at the moment <laughs> yes and so is this a pod that you share with um other creators or or who works there um lots of people work here um some creative some not creatives but it's just a, a co-working space that lots of people work remotely from so you have a, a sense of going to work and being around people but also working for yourself that's cool Sounds cool. Yeah, so um, tell us a bit about yourself. How does a Puerto Rican American from New York end up in Tasmania and what do you do? Well, I met a, a Tassie boy overseas <laughs> um, almost eight years ago. So it's yeah. a, a while now. And uh, I moved here almost seven years ago and since then, I've been working as a, an illustrator um, and an art teacher. Uh, most recently, an author as well. I've been I've been an art teacher for even before I moved here. That's kind of the longest thing that I've done, and um, and then I started illustrating and moving into writing uh, my the, my own work. Cool. So you've done a lot of different things. Oh yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I'm working on all sorts of creative things. As a full-time freelancer, I kind of dip dip a toe in in all the areas. <laughs> Excellent, sounds great. So you you've done a lot of art and illustration work, um, but did you read any comics as a kid? And if so, which ones? Well, I actually I did not. So it was a huge a huge gap in probably the first like eighteen nineteen years of my life I was never exposed to it it just wasn't it's not like I wasn't interested in it I, I just never I never saw them in school never saw them like anywhere really that um I, I also thought that they were a genre I didn't realize that it was a style of writing until later and once I, I actually worked at my uni bookstore and I saw um you know, everyone like buying textbooks and things and at the beginning of the semester and all these people were buying this one graphic novel. Um, I guess they were discussing it in one of the classes and it was um, Fun Home by Alison Bechtel. And I had never seen a book like that before and I was just like amazed. It was like, where has this been <laughs> in my life? And yeah. that was kind of the, the catalyst that made me look for them after that realizing that they were in a like seeing things in, in the memoir genre 
it just really blew my mind and I was like I need to read all of them now <laughs> yeah and that's like that's been on the rise on the rise and on the rise for the last uh you know two three decades definitely yeah. there's more and more and really really interesting works definitely yeah yeah and, and it's interesting like some people uh seem to find comics at a very young age and you know it's like it's, it's what i've always done I, i've always read comics but uh, but then there's people that you know it just wasn't an uh, on my radar until suddenly there was this moment when boom you know mm -hmm. something happened or there was this book or something that you know really hit them yeah that's yeah, really it's really profound. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, it's usually life changing when people find <laughs> comics. It's true. Uh, I agree. Now, uh, you've published children's books before, and can you talk a little about them and maybe highlight some of them? Yeah, sure. I've, um, I've illustrated five picture books, um, four early fiction chapter books. Um, so a YA book cover and my graphic novel, of course. Um, <laughs> and also a lot of like educational publishing things that get put in, in textbooks and resources for children. Do lots of, of those things that kind of never have my name attached to them, but I do lots of them. Um, and I'd say one of my favorites uh, is probably the first one that was published um, with my illustrations. And that was Lucia the Luchadora written by Cynthia Lenore Garza. Um, I love that one and it holds a special place in my heart because it was the, the first one and um, it was really exciting for me. So tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's a story about um, girl power and cultural heritage. Um, it's about this young girl who experiences some bullying on the playground and then her abuela comes to her. Her grandmother is like, you know, you come from this line of luchadoras and she like passes down like the the cape and the mask for her to kind of be a luchadora herself and to like, you know, capture her um, inner power. And it's just kind of this beautiful story. And, um, and then everyone else is inspired by her in the end as well. And, and the what it takes to be a luchadora, a luchadora and, you know, fighting for what's right and all all sorts of things. It's just a really powerful um, book and it's still popular. So I'm, I'm really glad to see so many people still reading it. Sounds <laughs> so. really awesome. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Good stuff. Uh, so when when you do your art, uh, do you work with pen and paper or digital, a mix of both? Uh, it depends. <laughs> in an ideal world, I would probably do everything by hand, but it would take me so long. Um, so for some of the picture books I did, I painted like a lot of the things to with, with watercolor to make sure it had like texture and, and kind of spontaneity. And then I scan everything in and I change a lot of it digitally after that. Um, so I, I would say that I would never work 100% traditionally but sometimes a little and often with scan textures and, and things that make it feel um, a bit more by hand and uh, 
with the graphic novel, I, I really had a tight deadline. So that was going to be digital. And I just needed to kind of get it as good as I could possibly get it in the shortest amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Deadlines. They have yeah. their good side and their bad side. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you have to rush things, but at the same time, they kind of keep you on track. Totally. I have to do it. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess, you know, you've done children's books and things like that. You've been doing a lot of things for a lot of years. And what prompted you, what prompted you to make Big Apple Diaries a graphic novel? Well, it's always been something that I wanted to do something with. So I wasn't sure what it would be initially. Yeah. I, you know, I revisited my diaries maybe in 2010 uh, for the first time after writing in them as a kid. And mm -hmm. so when I kind of opened them up again and was just seeing what I wrote and laughing at myself and sharing it with friends and family. It just kind of started snowballing. I took a, a comics class as well. And you know, we were trying to think of what to make a comic out of. And I, I was like, I have all this content, like, like just ready to make comics. So I just made kind of small comics about them. And, and I guess just the more I did it, the more I got feedback from other people. And they were like, yeah, we want to save more. <laughs> and I wasn't sure kind of how to make it into a story. Um, and when I started working with an agent, she also pushed me like a bit further as well. She was like, you need to do this and there's something here and like we can figure out what it is. And so it just kind of snowballed for 10 years until it, it came out. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, your book is actually an interesting kind of hybrid. Yeah, you know, it's it's presented in the form of a, of of a diary, and it has um, you know in some pages it does have big chunks of text, you know, um, and it's more prose. But then in in other parts it's very much like a like a normal comic, you know. So it's this kind of hybrid of all three things, you know. Uh, how did you go about balancing that? About Well, I guess there are probably a few things that led me to that. Um, the first would probably be that a diary feels like such a natural format to have multiple sources of, mm -hmm. of streams of thought just kind of pouring onto the page. So it made sense that things weren't in panels in a lot of the areas because expressing yourself in a diary is is not within a little box yeah. um, so that was definitely an important factor um i think I, I also you know saw things being published like dork diaries and diary of a wimpy kid and, and saw that like comics didn't necessarily have specific rules and i guess because i didn't grow up with comics and i guess i i had an idea of what they you know were supposed to be in my head and then seeing all these other ways that you know, it didn't have to be, you know, according to the rules of exactly what comics needed to look like. I think that gave me permission to explore a bit of that as well. Um, and then I'd also say, because I haven't always been a comic artist, um, even initially, I was very kind of almost scared, like to 
entered the comics world as like a, a fraud, like, you know, having done regular illustration and not, you know, specific diary style, uh, I mean, comic style. So I think that, that, you know, led me to incorporate a little bit of, a little bit of both because um, maybe my, my drawings, style and skills and storytelling was more suited to a little bit of both yeah but um ah, i think you know it's rules are there to be broken yeah <laughs> we should never respect the rules too much i mean some yes you know uh nowadays wear masks and uh you know social distancing <laughs> and all that but <laughs> you know we don't mess with those rules <laughs> When it comes to creative works, rules are there to be broken, I think, you know, and sometimes it's quite refreshing to see someone um, who is maybe new to the medium and see what they can do with it, yeah. you know, because they bring something new to the table. So that's, that's awesome. You know? Definitely. I feel like I'm more confident now in going and making my next graphic novel as well. Being like, well, I've done I've done this once, and I know that it, it can work, so I'm going to do it in the way that feels right going forward, and not question it. <laughs> Good stuff. Now, uh, the book is uh, um, all right. Um, the book is like a diary, but you know, you so you you're mining a, a lot of well, your personal diaries actually. You're mining your personal diaries and putting your life and your family uh on the page you know so how was that one of the ways that i got around this especially in like talking about it out loud mm -hmm. where i would be like oh the character like describing myself as the character was weird um and referring to the character as my name was weird so um the editor i worked with suggested that we we call her little a so I was able to kind of separate her mm -hmm. in my mind because I'm no longer that person. So it was, you know, I don't feel like I'm that person. It was yeah. easy to kind of come up with this other, you know, my past life, little A, we can talk yeah. about her this way to kind of sort out the, the story and, you know, figuring out, um, you know, how to stay true to it and also, you know, where to, to play with it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, because um, I don't know, like, um, I, I, I personally would feel a little bit strange putting, you know, some more, some of my things on the page directly. And uh, as I said, I was a very irregular uh, diary writer, but I do have some diary entries. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I would never put those out. But that's me. <laughs> I think because I'm so much younger as well, it's it's like just very innocent and naive, and and I feel like that's you know something that feels normal and familiar to everyone as well. Yeah. But like I would never put ones from like of my adult life in a book. Yeah. I think that like that's too that's too weird. <laughs> right. So I gotta ask. Uh, yeah, are you still friends with Alejandro? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we are in contact. And he is, uh, he got an advanced copy of the book. So I'm actually really intrigued to see what he says. <laughs> you still haven't heard back? No, I haven't. I've got to turn my light on. Sorry. Ooh. Ooh. 
the motion sensor light just shut me down. <laughs> yes. She's not under um, attack. But yeah, I am. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am like very sporadically in touch, mostly about the book, uh, telling him about it. And I got permission to put his photo in the end. So <laughs> he knows all about it. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so um, even though it's a personal diary, um, of course, the, the terrorist attacks of 9-11 also feature in the book. And of course, it's also a coming of age story. Um, so there are universal themes there as well, you know. Um, so could, could you talk a little bit about that, about, you know, Maybe it's a two-part kind of question, really, because there's two big things there, you know, the, the kind of coming of age thing, but also the 9-11 uh, the story. You know. Yeah, I um, initially with putting my diaries together, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind that I would include 9-11, yep. which is kind of nuts um, to me now, because I feel like it's so important in the storyline. Um, but I, I never set out to create a 9-11 story. Like that was, that was definitely never the intention. It's mostly a coming of age story. And that 9-11 was really the catalyst for that kind of contrast in, you know, a, just a groundbreaking change in a 12, 13 year old person's life where the things that, that you worry about, all the regular things, being self-conscious, your crushes, you know, everything that's embarrassing and, the things you're worried about, um, all of that really changed after 9-11. So, you know, it was just that that kind of contrast um, in feelings and um, and whether that's, you know, it could be relevant with any kind of big change in, in a young person's life. I mean, not necessarily a terrorist attack, but something that's huge and monumental in a child's life could be the pandemic, really. Um, yeah just, you know, kind of where before something like that happens and you, you're really more um, thinking just about yourself and like everything about me, everyone else cares about what my eyebrows look like, I'm sure of it. <laughs> and then suddenly you're like, okay, we're actually worrying about kind of a bigger picture here too. And that's, you know, a, a growing point for um, a, young, a young person. So that was the, the story that I was really trying to, to tell. Yeah, and look, that definitely comes across. I mean, you know, I really felt like that was the turning point where you feel like the kids are starting to, to mature and, you know, to realize that there are, there is a larger world out there and that, you know, that there are more important issues as well, you know, that are, and of course there's also the, the family side of, of it as well. Um, yeah, so <laughs> how, how, how was it putting your parents there and especially, I guess, your dad, um, you know, because that, that's quite personal. I and, and if you're not comfortable, you don't need to answer the question and we can cut this, but, you know, uh, how was it putting your dad on the page? And Yeah, um, I, I don't, don't mind you asking at all. Um, yeah, it was, it was very powerful. I mean, I knew when I wrote, I had the manuscripts and all the words, um, I knew that it would be this opportunity to, you know, explore 
that, you know, it was the last couple of years that my dad was alive, really. So I knew that that was that was big and, and seeing that with so many years later, I can see it differently as well. And, and being an adult, I see my parents differently now as well. So that, you know, certainly played a part in it. And then, you know, going into the thumbnailing and the final art of it, that was when it hit me like a wave again, where I'm actually kind of, you know, the way that comics make you feel like you're there in the moment. I definitely felt like that making the art for it, or I was like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, my dad's face, which, you know, I don't, haven't seen obviously, but, um, you know, it gave me all these kinds of like new, almost memories with him. And, you know, it, it was definitely special creating it. And I think he would really like the end result. <laughs> and, um, and my, my mom had all the approvals before it was put out as well, <laughs> um, to, just to make sure that she was comfortable because it's definitely her story too, yeah. especially with the 9-11 part. And because um, it, it's not really something that, that she talks about. Um, so I, yeah. she allowed me to put that forward, but um, yeah, I'd say that like the, the way that I presented my, my parents in the book is very, very much as I remember, um, as I see them now with a, an adult lens too. And, um, and it, it would be a bit different. Like the other characters in the book are more adjusted and kind of hybrids of people that I knew at that yeah. time, but my parents were, were not really changed. So was there anyone who, uh, who read the book and said, that's not me, you got this wrong. <laughs> um, not yet. Well, I, the general public as of the time that we're chatting has not seen it. <laughs> so I haven't received any of those things yet, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I meant like maybe your mom or, or you know, or Alejandro, uh, but you haven't heard from him uh, or your friends. They haven't read it. No, well, my mom has read it and she, um, yeah, she definitely thinks that it, it's, she's given me her stamp of approval. It's all good. Um, but anyone else that's represented hasn't, hasn't seen it except for Alejandro. And yeah, I'm just waiting to hear back. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, uh, well um, your parents actually, um, like from, from the book, I get the sense that they were always very supportive of your art as well. So I can imagine that for your mom, you know, receiving this as well must be quite moving. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think when she sees the physical copy, because she hasn't uh, received a physical copy at yeah. this time yet, um, that'll, you know, be different for her again, because she, she's just read kind of the advanced um, version which you can yep. see online um, for the special people. But um, seeing the actual book, I think is gonna be really big for her. Big Apple Diaries is out now. Um, so what's next? Well, I'm working on the next one. <laughs> um, I'm, I, well, I'm trying to promote Big Apple Diaries, of course, but um, behind the scenes, I'm working on the, the sequel. It's um, a companion book, really. It's not. It's for a slightly older audience, like just a little bit older. Yep. And um, it's another two years of diary um, style comics. And it's going through so another two years, um, moving into high school and also going through another monumental change, which was the death of a parent. Um, so I lost my, my father. Yep. And um, 
and you know the the character little a <laughs> um is finding a sense of of home and seeking refuge with new friends in the track team so it's a bit of a running book as well um and hopefully it'll be called run home i'm not entirely sure yet but tentative title run home <laughs> all right so will it continue to um to closely follow your diaries in your life or will you start diverging from it or it's, as you're it getting older yeah it's diverged a bit more but it is like i i did keep diaries all of that time so that has kept me um it's really helped me uh with the writing and everything mm -hmm. um but i have moved, shifted and adjusted a lot of it <laughs> yeah all right so going straight into the next one you um so you either don't like holidays or you're a workaholic or you <laughs> because you know graphic novels take a very long time yes they do um yeah i guess it's a, a little bit of everything i mean i yeah we can't really go on holiday at the moment so i'm i'm just working and I mean, we take little holidays around tasmania which is great and um the deadlines for this book are much more relaxed because it's not tied to the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Um, yep. so I didn't need to um, go too crazy getting this next one out. Um, but it, it is in progress. And when I signed on to do Big Apple Diaries, it was a three book deal. So I do have to keep keep going, making stuff and thinking of what's next all the time. That's excellent. So so is it going to be three books then? It will be. Um, but the third one will not be memoir. Ah, <laughs> so you start from your real story, but you're going increasingly yeah. into fiction. <laughs> That's interesting. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and then everyone will be trying to figure out, well, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> and I mean, everything's inspired by life, so you never know. There'll be some things in there. <laughs> We'll That's right. Quite a few years. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, um, well, at the end, we always ask our guests, uh, you know, if they've read three graphic novels recently that they recommend, or, you know, or they don't need to be recent either, you know, just three that, uh, that you love and you want to recommend or or that inspired you in this book whatever way you want to take it no problem <laughs> i yeah read comics all the time so this is great um at the moment i really am only reading middle grade or ya um graphic novels because i'm consuming myself in the um the yeah the area and age group that i'm writing for yep um so i'm trying to kind of focus on on those um so i did the last three that i read and loved just to to pieces was um this was our pact by ryan andrews great book just like so beautiful it just made me smile ear to ear <laughs> just delightful absolutely um, i love that book <laughs> yeah cover to cover beautiful it's, yeah it's just stunning yeah. and um then i read uh the magic fish um, by Trungley Wynn 
and that was yeah just another one that like just made my heart explode and it's, i love the the different colors in it as well and that's something i'm thinking about for my next book with including more color so i really like the way that it was used within the story and the perspective um, with color that book is okay. look i read it and it just blew my mind um, and the and the last one that I read um, just last week was When Stars Are Scattered um, by Victoria Jameson and Omar Mohammed. And that just had me sobbing. So when a book does that to you, that really leaves a, a mark as well. I just like, yeah. it's so heartfelt and it, it's just all of the feelings and yeah, just everything. <laughs> it is a very moving book, yeah. Great choices, all three of them. Awesome. Okay. Absolutely love them. Yeah. And of course, Big Apple Diaries as well. We recommend it. So, you know, every library should have it. So buy it or borrow it from the library, one or the other, or both. Love it. <laughs> buy it and also borrow it from the library. Why not? Yes. And tell your friends. <laughs> and tell your friends. That's right. Yeah. Look, uh, Thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to Alia Graphic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Alia Graphic, email us at aliagraphicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog, aliagraphic.blogspot.com dot com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.